Welcome to the ElfQuest Show, the internet's only fan-made podcast series dedicated to the long-running, award-winning, epic fantasy series ElfQuest, created by Wendy and Richard Peeney. I'm David Mizajewski, also known as Thornbreak on the ElfQuest forums. Joining me is my friend and fellow ElfQuest uber geek, Ryan Brown. Ryan's our editor and producer, working the magic to put this podcast together. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the ElfQuest Show podcast. Uh, this is David Bizajewski, a.k.a. Thornbreak, and Ryan Brown is here with me. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Hey, I'm good, David. How are you? I'm hanging in there. So um, we have a kind of a special episode tonight. Do you yeah. want to um, kind of tell folks what we're going to do tonight? Yeah, we're going to do a speculation and predictions episode based on the uh, cover for issue number seven. So we're going to uh, just quickly shoot off some thoughts about what we think is going to happen in the next issue and uh, just kind of whet everybody's appetite. And I'll probably curse us by saying this, but the plan is to just keep this to a couple minutes so that, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys a variation in some of the really long podcasts and then some really short ones just to keep everybody happy. So, well, yeah, a couple minutes, I think, is <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe, us, yeah, maybe 15 minutes, 15 to 20, I think, is our, our goal. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if we can do it. We'll see if we can do it. We'll speak quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that in mind, let's just let's just start. So right. um, number one, the cover of number seven, issue number seven, is pretty freaking awesome. It's amazing. Um, it's you know sort of epic and I think perfect for kicking off uh, a whole kind of new storyline within the final quest and really kicking mm-hmm. off the main final quest. I yeah. think the cover is reflective of how important of an issue this is. That's definitely what it feels like, that we're getting into the main uh, crux of the storyline now. This is where it really begins. And so we've got this epic-looking cover to uh, to get us started. And there's so much to say about it. Um, and I don't even really know where to start, but um, maybe let's just talk about the obvious, the beefcake factor. <laughs> abs for miles absolutely yeah absolutely yeah um i don't really think that i've heard anybody really complain about that except for one person on i believe it was on facebook um said that this cover looks like the airbrushed cheesy painting on the side of a van in the 1970s (laughs) the fact that elfquist channels some of the awesomeness of the 70s i think is a good thing so to each their own (laughs) exactly yeah um but yeah i mean obviously wendy was having some fun with it and uh, wanted to put the boys on the cover and all of their glory and you know what if that's what it takes to get people to pick up an issue of elf quest so be it i am certainly not going to complain no nor am i um, yeah. I'm wondering, though, why they're like that. Obviously, we're going to find out in the next issue. But uh, as far as speculation goes, where do you, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, uh, frankly, I don't know that there, that there is going to be something that requires them to be shirtless within the actual episode or issue. Right. right. Um, you know, I think that it was – I think it uh, – m- maybe there is. I don't know. We'll see when the issue comes out. Yeah, but... it, could, it could just be a case of it being really hot. Yeah, and just something fun to put on the cover and lure people in. And, you know, a lot of times, um, especially I find in in fantasy-type comic books, like if if you've ever read any of the Conan 
um, uh, comic books, a lot of times the cover actually has absolutely nothing to do with the story that's going on within right. the issue. It's just really cool, kick-ass Conan art. Mm -hmm. And so I think maybe that's what's going on here. Um, but who knows? I mean, I won't, again, won't complain if Wendy finds a way to make them half-naked within the issue. <laughs> well, we also know that uh, Skywires and Cutter like to take a role in the furs occasionally, right? So That's right. And wouldn't that be actually kind of really amazing mm -hmm. to see... Um, you know, obviously in the, in the tasteful ElfQuest way, I'm not talking about anything pornographic, but to actually see that happening um, within an issue, that would be kind of neat. Well, along those lines, I noticed some speculation uh, on some people's part that possibly um, Jink is the daughter of Skywise and Cutter. And given what we know now about what the healers are capable of with yeah. uh, their amplified magic through the palace, it's possible that they're able to um, shape change uh, one of them into the opposite sex, yeah, which would that, totally be, uh, wow, that would yeah. blow my mind. <laughs> that would be, I mean, it's such a wild theory. Yeah. And my really initial gut reaction is no way that would that ever happen. Right. I remember to lots of the you know, sort of teasing and hinting comments coming out of both Wendy and Richard that, you know, there's going to be rules broken and new things that are going to happen that are going to make our jaw drops. And then it makes me think, Oh my God! Maybe what? What if? What if they actually did that? How crazy would that be? Exactly. It would totally. It totally would explain how you know, just sort of the mystery of Jink and why her heritage is um, you know so shrouded in mystery. Definitely, yeah. Um, but I, I have a feeling that Skywise especially uh, really enjoys being male. So I, I would yeah. have a hard time believing he'd want to. Uh, uh, you know, shift over into a female form. Um, and Cutter, but, too. I mean, Cutter yeah. is just sort of oozes masculinity as far as ElfQuest elves go. Definitely. So I, I couldn't see either one of them sort of uh, tapping into their feminine side to the point where they would want to, you know, be a mother. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But who However, knows? Who knows? For, for two years at least, right? Given the gestation period of mm -hmm. the elves, yeah. However, Remember in Dreamtime when Skywise dreams of um, Starjumper and then Starjumper transforms into a female elf? Yep. Um, and there's been a lot of speculation about who that is. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe it's a, a hint or a clue that it's actually himself that's changing. Right. Yeah. Well, that would, again, would be totally mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay, so apart from them, what have we got behind them there? We've got another um, pod. Yep, uh, palace pod. So uh, I'm assuming then that somebody is going to be traveling in one of them somewhere. Um, right. My gut reaction would be that it's Winkin, um, because obviously we see him down in the lower left hand uh, side of the cover. He's uh, meeting up with Aurori, Venka, and the Gobacks. Yes. Um, so my my assumption here is that um, he is sent out to locate Venka. Uh, and given where she would be, I would imagine that he would take a pod to the frozen mountains from the Holt because it would be quite far for him to fly on his own. Um, that's just my guess. Right. Um, and then, of course, we've seen the, the preview that was just released uh, earlier this week. Right. Where we got four pages. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's the opening four pages. Um what, right. what do you think? Well, I, I, I think in this instance it is, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, in the, if the very first caption on the first page of that preview has sort of an illuminated um, first letter. Okay, yes. It, you know, the first sentence is for, uh, for years in the faraway frozen mountains, dot, 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 dot. And that first letter is, well, again, illuminated. And I feel like that would only happen for 
the first panel in on the first page of the issue. You're right. I might be wrong. Um, it's a little flourish that I really like, though. It, yeah. it's, it has it gives it very much that sort of fantasy feel. That, Almost a medieval quality. Exactly. Like yeah. That native manuscripts. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, that I think was missing from the digital lettering from the Kings of the Broken Wheel era and the '90s era. Yeah. So getting um, Nate Picos, I think, is how you pronounce his name. I think so. Yeah. Don't you know, ask me to pronounce names. <laughs> I know. What was I thinking? Um, <laughs> you should have learned I, your lesson by now. I know. Well, you know, again, I, I, I'm no, you know, perfectionist when it comes to pronouncing names, as Richard recently reminded me, I think, on Facebook. So. No, but you're a hell of a lot better than I am. <laughs> um, well, at any rate, yeah. So having him do redo the lettering and really focus on it and be such an expert at this art of lettering, I think... Mm-hmm. That was done deliberately to kind of kick the issue off, but who knows? We'll see. I think uh, so. We know for the for the last issue for issue six, mm-hmm. preview came out, and it was not the first. Uh, the first couple pages were not part of the preview. Exactly. I think that was uh, on purpose by Wendy and Richard, just oh, because absolutely. they they didn't want us to know exactly what those ruins were mm-hmm. uh, right at the outset. Um, yeah. I will say though, I called it. Uh, a while back when we saw this cover, um, I said, what's going to happen when Winkin encounters Arori because she kidnapped him? And that's addressed right. immediately yep. in the, their first encounter. Uh, so I was quite pleased to see that. Definitely, yeah. And it's kind of it, kind of neat that, um, you know, Winkin kind of chuckles about it. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the main source of strife and angst in the entire Siege of Blue Mountain series. And, you know, it's... It, they're they're so over that at this point. Well, I mean, it's ten thousand well, years. Ten thousand years, yeah. yeah. Right. But, I'm wondering uh, now if maybe there might be some uh, romantic connection between Aurori and Winkin, given that they're two of the last gliders. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I I guess I have I'm like fifty fifty on that. I think it, it would be equally interesting and maybe also potentially boring because it's mm-hmm. like of all these other elves, like the only one you're going to be drawn to is the other glider. Yeah. Yeah, true enough. Um, but it seems like gliding, as far as a power, seem it seems to be hereditary more than the other skills, um, mm-hmm. or maybe not. Healing seems to pass on through. Yeah, healing seems to, and yeah. plant shaping as well. I mean, we know that Red Lance is the grandson of Tree Shaper, so sure. Yeah, um, right. So I'm just thinking, though, as far as like continuing any sort of glider uh, lineage, right. then you know those two might consider yep. it, but. Yeah, and and from that point of view, I think it would be kind of neat um, to, since the gliders were, I guess, I I don't want to say wasted, right, because they've served their purpose in the story, but I think a lot of fans felt like, oh gosh, you know, like they got killed off before we could ever really explore them, Mm -hmm. and the few that are left, um, you know, are, it would be nice to see some more gliderness coming out. Speaking of which... yeah. Wendy, I don't know if you caught this, um, just this week in a thread on Facebook, on the mm-hmm. Facebook uh, fan page, mm-hmm. actually confirmed that Door, the male Door from the Forever Green series, yes. is not dead. Yes, I did see that. So just, you know, you guys heard it from us reporting it first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yes, um, first on you know, the scene. And this is one of the great reasons to follow both the official ElfQuest Facebook page and then also the ElfQuest um, fan Facebook group. Because Wendy and Richard are active on both of them, and sometimes you get little nuggets of story info that you just won't get anywhere else. Absolutely. And and it just, you know, it was random. People were speculating about, I don't even remember, and somehow Door came up and somebody had written a comment about, 
Dodia killing him, bashing him in the head, and that he was dead. Mm-hmm. And um, turns and, out know, he isn't. Right. Turns out that he isn't. And it was really, you know, it was ambiguous in the actual story whether or not he lived or died. In fact, on the on the official character profile for the doors on ElfQuest.com, we had written it in to be sort of. You know, he might, he seemingly was killed. So I actually went back in and edited, edited that to reflect the fact that it looked like, you know, he was killed, but he's actually still alive. So, Excellent. so yeah. that leads me to believe that we might see something of him within the final quest because if it was on Wendy's mind enough to know that he was still alive and yeah. made that decision. Uh, I, I would think so. I think at some point we're going to see what became of uh, Jethel and Chot and Dodia and, and Dor. Excellent. Yeah, I hope I hope Jethel ends up in the belly of some forever green creature. <laughs> Sorry, he's like the one elf self that I just I can't. I, I think can't, I, I just think can't even feel that way. <laughs> yeah. So, although let's get to Wendy and Richard to sort of uh, you know reestablish a character and bring them to the forefront in a totally new way, and we all end up loving them. Well, that's a possibility too, I suppose. But um, but challenge. Yeah. So let's head back to the cover. Um, So the other bit to say about the cover and then also the preview Mm -hmm. is lots of folks have also been speculating that the um, the the same sex couple that we sort of be a a part of the Final Quest storyline could be Venka and Arori. Right. Well, along those same lines, I'm wondering if that couple might actually be Dart and Mender, who are also uh-huh. featured on the cover. Um, yeah, it's quite possible that it might be Aurori and Venka, given that they've been spending, you know, umpteen years together in the in the frozen mountains, right. and maybe they've established some sort of connection. I don't think there's any sort of uh, romantic connection between Venka and Two Edge. Um, who, a lot of people speculated that there might be, but I don't see it from the preview pages. Really? Because yeah, I didn't. Do you? I didn't think that that would that they would go there at all with that. But then yeah. Venka's comment in the preview page to Winkin that uh-huh. you know don't expect to see Two Edge. He only comes up from his tunnels to dot 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 talk with me or talk to me. Yeah. You know what does that mean? Okay. Um, you know. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't read it that way, but I can see how it could be interpreted. Like that. I mean, sure. What's the point yes. of having those ellipses there? Like, you know, That's why separate it out from the rest of that sentence? If it was just that he came up to chat with her, I mean, maybe it's just an acknowledgement that he has this sort of flame for her, and yeah. she's, there's a little bit of uh, tension or awkwardness about that because she's never going to go there. Right. Um, but who knows? I mean, so yeah. So so yeah. There's lots of love mate speculation swirling around Venka right now, and 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 speaking of which. How awesome is it to see Venka again? It's well, been it's amazing. Ages. Yeah. I mean, we I, haven't seen her since the end of Shards, which was what in the late nineties. In ninety six, I think. I, I'm pretty sure we all came to the conclusion that she would eventually end up the chiefess of the Gobacks. It's nice to see it confirmed here. What I'm really interested to see is how much the Gobacks have changed, and I even have a feeling. Um, this goes back to one of our previous episodes where we were talking about go backs with guns. I'm wondering if maybe the fact that Two Edge has been living with them and uh, Venka says something specifically, or is it one of the go backs says something about the tools that he makes for them? I'm wondering if they haven't achieved some early level of um, mechanization or uh, like steam powered 
uh, tool use, who knows, something yeah. along those lines. Because we know that um, from the trolls that were living in uh, the New Land, um, remember with... Uh, Flam. Flam, yeah. Definitely. He was creating uh, steam-powered um, engines. Totally. And also, I, I believe Two Edge was doing the same when he was living under the Jun's Citadel right. mount. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. maybe the go-backs are the first... Um, like technologically advanced elves. Oh my god, what if we sort of had the very first, you know, sort of collective consciousness experience and predicted that Gobex would be the first technological elves <laughs> with Gobex and guns? Yeah. yeah, maybe we, we sensed it coming. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's an interesting theory. There's nothing in these preview pages or on the cover that would show that. I mean, I'm not seeing any smokestacks or anything else, um, but who knows? You know, just we, know we know that Two Edge made that gun for the Jun, right? right? So mm-hmm. what's to say he hasn't made other ones for the Gobex? Right. right. Yeah. Um, but uh, getting back to the same-sex pairing now, um, there's been speculation about Dart and Mender. It looks like from this cover here that there might be something happening between Free Touch and Mender. Yeah, that's actually the speculation that I've been seeing. Right, um, is people thinking um, that you know maybe Free Touch and Mender are becoming love mates? Which, by the way, I can totally see. Right, I mean they both they both have this sort of freewheeling aspect about them, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and that Dart is grouchy about something. I don't really know you know what he could be grouchy about, but well, it, there seemed to be there was speculation that maybe he's being an overprotective older brother. And he doesn't like the fact that Mender is uh, right. pursuing free touch, but that doesn't seem very elfy at all. No. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I don't think it's that at all. No. Um, but he's he's obviously upset about something. And right. the other two, Mender and Free Touch, look like they're laughing at him. At exactly. His, uh, yeah. Anger or whatever he's concerned, grouchiness. Yeah. You know, who knows? But. They seem to <laughs> kind of, by the look on their faces, they look like they're just brushing it off. Right. Um, but I'm wondering if maybe it it uh, might escalate between dart and mender where they you know they that cliche kind of idea where they're coming to blows and then the next thing they're rolling in the furs together (laughs) well i would not say no to that pairing at all (laughs) i mean i think that would be an interesting one so yeah um especially since they've known each other if you think about it think about dart and mender i mean they they would have really grown up together i mean mender was born when dart was what 13 yeah Right. And even though there was the whole go back war and dart in and out of rap stuff, Mender would have been in and out of rap stuff, too. But, you know, essentially they grew up together as Sun Village Wolf Riders. Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably have a long history. And, um, it would be, you know, that, that and, and the more I think about it, the more that would, would be a cool pairing in the sense that um, I think sometimes we take for granted uh, the fact that these are immortal creatures or at least you know, beings that live for thousands of years and mm-hmm. they don't always have to like be a douche and a scouter, you know, no. that when they're little kids and fall in love when they're teenagers and then live happily ever after. I mean, it's actually much more realistic that these are beings that over the course of their really, really long, long, long lives would mm-hmm. have these sort of intense, deep relationships and maybe they would come and go, you know, and think about Strongbow and Moonshade right now. Right. Uh, I wonder if that's sort of what's happening with them and, and that their storyline is kind of representing that idea that for for beings that at this point have lived for hundreds and hundreds of years, mm-hmm. um, thousands of years in some cases, you know, maybe they just change and they want to do something different and they want to, 
change their life in the case of Moonshade, or maybe they want to suddenly become love mates with somebody that they've known for all that time. So who Absolutely. Knows? Now, I think what we should have done here at the top of the episode is to read the uh, synopsis for the next issue. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm going to read it now. It says, okay. the powerful psychic Sunstream assumes the role of his race's link to all elves, galvanizing the world of two moons' secretive tribes. The wolf riders seek guidance as Cutter, Lita, and Skywise struggle to adjust. Unexpected relationships form, new journeys begin, a dire threat surfaces, and a beloved tribe mate makes a shocking choice. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. It's this is getting epic in scope right yeah. now. This is like the beginning of the real final quest. Um, right. So okay, so we know that Sunstream's going to send out the call. I guess. Um, are we going to see new tribes? I don't know. Possibly. I, I hope so. I you know, and I know. That it's probably a greedy, fanish thing to say, mm-hmm. but I want to see new elves. I want to see what other cultures, cultural, you know, sort of things that Wendy and Richard come up with. Yeah, um, I've said it before. Other- My guess is that there's going to be a total of eight tribes in all because eight is the magic elf number, and I just yeah. feel like that could be uh, the total number of elf tribes on the world of two moons. And we've got five so we've far. We've got five so far. So yeah. yeah, so that would be three more. Yeah, I mean, how? Freaking amazing would that be? <laughs> um, the wolf riders seek guidance as Cutter, Lita, and Skyway struggle to adjust. So something about the call that Sunstream right. sends out causes disruption within the wolf rider tribe. I and, think. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and then the the uh, the Holy Trinity has to figure out you know how to deal with whatever the ramifications of that uh, that right. call is. I think we're gonna see. Cutters freak out from the teaser pick that Wendy put out there two, three years ago. Excellent. I really hope so because I want to know what the hell that's all about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're going to see it in this issue. Um, right on. Yeah. Um, unexpected relationships form. So there we go again with potentially Aurori and Venka or Aurori and Winkin or uh, Free Touch and Mender or Mender and Dart. Those right. are. Our four, four contenders. Contenders. <laughs> At least from the cover, anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Um, new journeys begin. Well, we f- we see one right in the preview pages. We've got Winkin going up north to the frozen mountains to find mm-hmm. Venka mm-hmm. and Rory. Um, possibly more. Um, it, given if there are new tribes, then it's possible that they'll take pods out to go and meet them. Right. Um, a dire threat surfaces. I'm thinking it's the Jun in his uh, fleet of ships heading right. out to find all the elves. Potentially, it's something we haven't uh, suspected at all. Right. Something which, we which would also be kind of neat if it's something that comes out of left field and we're like, what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's a, an, an elf that uh, we don't know about who has, um, who's malevolent in some way. Right. Um, and then the last one is a tribe make, makes a shocking choice. All right. So my speculation for that, I have two guesses. Okay. Uh, the first one was that uh, based on the cover, it's going to be Shen Shen. Um, yes. She's going to make a choice about something. Um, and here's my speculation. I think uh, we've been told before that she's fascinated by humans. I think she might ask Lita to transform her into a human so that she can go be amongst humans and learn the okay. for a while. And then here's my other 
my other speculation, and then I'll shut up and let you tell me. <laughs> um, the other one is, and this goes along with who else it might be referring to, the tribe mate making a shocking choice. The you know, assumption is that it's Moonshade, and she's going to choose to remove the wolf blood. Right. What if Shen Shen asks Lita to transfer the wolf blood into her? So Moonshade's mm-hmm. wolf blood is transferred from Moonshade into Shen Shen, so that Shen Shen can experience life as a true wolf rider. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I mean, she's lived with them for hundreds of years. Right. Uh, maybe she wants to fully experience what it's like. And then she doesn't have to worry about actually being mortal because she could have the wolf blood removed whenever she wants. Oh, my God. What a fascinating idea. I have to, like, let that roll around in my brain for a second. I've never really thought about that. You're right. It, okay. So, so, so the big sort of what if there is can wolf blood be transferred into another elf? Right. So my, my first thought is that that might kind of cheapen it in the sense that if you could just do it to any elf, then it kind of like what's the it makes the wolf riders less special because then any any elf could potentially become a wolf rider. Now in your scenario, mm-hmm. granted it would have to come from an existing wolf rider. Yeah. So that kind of negates what I just said, because not every wolf rider is going to be willing to give up their wolf blood. Right. But um that would be kind of fascinating. I mean, it would require a little bit of, I don't want to say suspension of, of disbelief, but just sort of, you'd have to buy into the fact that the healers had that magical ability and that I, I maybe stretches the limits of the sort of the science aspect of Elf Quest. Yeah. Like, how would that work? Right. But, you know, whatever. I, 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 well, let's those... look at it this way, David. Lita prevented the wolf blood from going into Sunstream while he was in her womb. But that's a totally different scenario. Because in, it's, in what way? Well, because it's something internal to her body, and it wasn't there yet. Okay. And and I will challenge you on that, because right. I don't think that it ever said that she prevented it. No. It said she, that Ember called it to her. Yes. And that as they were developing, uh-huh. the, the, you know, sort of the development, the individuality that, that was happening within her sort of called for that aspect of their Share genetic heritage and, and sunstreams did were right for the opposite right for immortality. Um, but had that not happened, I my assumption again, this is an assumption, would be that both of them would be wolf riders. They would be wolf blooded, sunstream and ember. Uh, but it well, was because they both called for something different right, that right. that happened. Right. Or they could have both been. They could have favored Lita's heritage and not been wolf blooded at all. But then she would have had to have prevented internally. Lita would have had to have prevented the wolf blood from. No, not necessarily. If they both could have been wolf riders, if Cutter's sort of genetic heritage would, if you're going to say that that his genetic heritage would have made its mark on both of them had they not called something different, then why couldn't it have been Lita's genetic heritage that dominated and and the wolf blood never actually made it into either one of them? Mm, yeah, but I'm just thinking of okay. <laughs> we're getting to some really self <laughs> genetics. My, my like least really... favorite topic ever. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting very esoteric here, and yeah, um, yeah. All right, let's go. Maybe let's just go back to talking about bubbly Shen Shen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's save this. Let's save this for when it happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode. Okay. Well, so, so I my my. All right, we, we've got Shen Shen on the cover. Yeah. I have no flipping clue what it is that Shen Shen is going to do, say, how she is going to step into the limelight, as as has been hinted at. Um, your theory is actually kind of very interesting. I mean, the whole sort of 
human thing or wolf-blooded thing. Um, I didn't think about either one of those things until you said them. So yeah, I mean, wow, that would be amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But but we do know that whatever it is that she does sort of helps her step into the limelight, I guess, um, yeah. at least in her own mind, right? so that she's not feeling like she's in Lita's shadow. So whatever it is, and I suspect that whatever it's going to be is not what we're expecting, that whatever her Shenzhen storyline is going to be, it's going to be something to do with the fact that she's going to outshine Lita. But what what I guess what I'm saying is that I wouldn't expect the expected as far as that goes, you know, not. So in other words, like the very obvious example is that Chen Chen finds some miracle way to be a better healer than Lita. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. I think it's going to be no. something that is just meaningful to her as a character mm-hmm. where she finally realizes that, you know what, I'm going to do what I like to do. And that's just as good as what my sister does and to hell with everything else. That's what right. my um, my my suspicion is about whatever it is that she's going to do. But but other than that and your two theories aside, I really have no flipping clue. <laughs> okay, one final thing. Uh, question for you. Yes or no? Okay. Moonshade gives up her wolf blood. You know what? I would have said totally yes, except somebody else, again, on the forums, I think it was, but it might have been Facebook, had speculated something really fascinating. And mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, so my apologies if you're listening, um, who put this this theory out there. But this person theorized that Moonshade isn't going to give up her wolf blood. Mm-hmm. She's going to decide to give up her body and live in pure spirit form. Right. Well, this is what I said a few episodes ago. We, I was thinking the exact same thing. So whoever right. that was, we're on the same wavelength. Because uh, remember I said I don't really understand why giving up your wolf blood would make it any less difficult to survive the world of two moons. You're still... Um, living on the world of two moons you still have to survive on it regardless right. of whether you're an immortal or you're a wolf rider um so in, in that sense why would giving up your wolf blood make any real difference as far as survival is concerned the only real difference would be to give up your body altogether and become a spirit well i think uh, hold that thought because i'm okay. going back to that but i do think that it would make a difference i mean look at how skywise has struggled a little bit with giving up his wolf blood. I mean, his senses are not as acute. He can't relate to his very own people in the same ways that he did before. So there are, maybe they're subtle, maybe they're not so subtle, I don't know, but there are implications for giving up your wolf blood. Um, But but it seemed, though, that what Moonshade was upset about was the constant cycle of life and death, right? Right. Uh, That's what was upsetting her. And as a mortal, she was having to experience that and watch her loved ones experience that. Right. And Um, that's the part that I agree with. I mean, I think what you were just saying, like, yeah, I mean, holy crap. Like, what if that's what happens? What if elves? I mean, think about it. Go back to what Tamane said in at the end of the original quest. Mm -hmm. And then what what Ekwar, I think, said, I think it was Ekwar in the beginning of Siju Blue Mountain, reminding Rayek that the whole idea, the whole sort of thing the High Ones did was that they evolved to the point where they could just shed their skins. Exactly. They could live in, in pure spirit form well, that's and be done with it. Form. And they chose yeah. to have bodies and to live life and to experience things. Mm-hmm. And over the millennia, they they they, prob- they kind of forgot that. And that's what Timane's sacrifice, if you will, was all about. It was about reminding her people and actually changing them to the point where 
they couldn't escape that fact. Like they had to be one with their bodies and live in a world and become mortal again, essentially. Exactly. Timmy gave the gift of mortality um, to teach that lesson. So now, and, and again, this feeds back into the, um, the whole thing about what Wendy and Richard have said about be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Because now they finally have the ability to do what the high ones way back when actually contemplated. So right. yeah, this is also new to me. My brain is spinning just yeah. thinking about it. But when I read that speculation, mm-hmm. it really was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this could totally be what happens. Right. This could be what the question is that the elves are being faced with in the final quest. Like, do we essentially die? Do we give up our bodies and just exist in this pure bliss of spiritum? Um, and even Kavi said it in the last issue to Tear. Like, you don't get to have it as good as I have it yet. You got to mm-hmm. live your life a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and actually, maybe that was prophetic because I could see the choice if that is indeed what happens and i Mm -hmm. and the elves have to make that decision and some of them are choosing to go or or not that maybe you only really appreciate the spirit state of being if you've lived a full life and have Mm. something to contrast it to Mm -hmm. um and maybe that's why kavi won't let tear die maybe she's like no you haven't really lived your life to its fullness or fruition so that you can actually appreciate being in as good of a state as I have it right now. So who knows? I'm, I'm babbling at this point and it's all speculation, but, um, absolutely. But well, yeah, that's what this episode was for. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Yes, we did. <laughs> all right. Speaking of which we are now at um, almost 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, so much for our couple minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes. <laughs> I'll try and edit some minutes off just to <laughs> keep it within what we said. But, uh, yeah, all I right. think, I think we pretty much covered all our bases. Yeah for issue number seven but i'll talk to you again soon uh right after january 24th i believe it is right yeah 24th or 28th i can't remember but um sometime towards the end of january yeah and we'll be back with an entire episode to pick up some of these threads that we've talked about here um and then everything else that we're going to learn in the actual issue so hopefully everybody that's listening enjoyed this mini episode of the elf quest show and Mm -hmm. we will be back in just a couple weeks yeah i'm excited to see what speculations we've made or come true and which don't yeah it's gonna be fun i fully predict that we'll we'll have gotten everything wrong but (laughs) (laughs) in all likelihood yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for listening everyone all right bye okay bye the music that you heard at the top of the podcast was a track called hunting for experience by epicus from their album an epic journey You can find music by Epicus and thousands of other artists royalty-free for your podcast or multimedia projects on jamendo.com. That's J-A-M-E-N-D-O dot com. Well, that's it for this episode of the ElfQuest Show podcast. As always, you can join the discussion on the official forums on ElfQuest.com, on Twitter at at ElfQuest, or on any of several Facebook pages, including the official ElfQuest Facebook page and the ElfQuest Facebook fan page. Don't forget, you can read the entire ElfQuest back catalog at ElfQuest.com, along with tons of other great stuff like character bios, behind-the-scenes features, and more. The Final Quest is published by Dark Horse Comics, and you can get the latest issue of ElfQuest the minute it comes out at digital.darkhorse.com. Until next time, shade and sweet water.